In this episode of Pass the Everything, we dish on a Popeye's Twitter hot take, a weird seasonal taco, which food can help you win the lottery, and a guy we'll forever think of as the ham bandit. Plus, this week's episode of Top Chef Portland, which food star could be making big daytime moves, and our high and low meal moments, none of which were very classy. Episode 6, Let's Eat. From our table in New Orleans, this is the Past the Everything podcast. Your new favorite food podcast. Well, at least we hope so. Yeah, that's, that's the goal here. Yeah, that's the goal. First <laughs> things first, our intros every week, I get the pleasure of introducing my podcast partner. He is fresh off a Floridian vacation. For the sake of the podcast, we will call him PTE. He started the Past the Everything Instagram that started this whole podcast journey. And she is Ashley. She left her career in radio to work with me on this podcast. She is my wonderful co-host, and she has fresh green hair. Looks good. Both of us are just very fresh in very different ways. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I believe that as I'm also wearing sweatpants at the moment. But what were you in Florida for? I was actually in Florida visiting some friends I was in the Navy with. So I, oh, so yeah. like Big Bro Weekend. A big bro weekend, big uh, reconnecting, lots, a lot of man hug weekend. It, no, it was really great. Um, I'll go into it a little bit later, but I I saw some it's shipmates that I haven't seen some of them since 2007. So SHIP, I'm da- right? SAI, yeah, not shipmates, which you know we also <laughs> we also were. We lived in very close quarters, right? So yeah, <laughs> same same. Yeah, same same, but different. Um, no, it was it was really nice. It was. Uh, it was very long overdue and hopefully something that we can do at least once a year moving forward. Well, I'm glad you made it back to New Orleans in one piece. Yeah. Just uh, in time to record episode to try to, six yeah. of the podcast. <laughs> four to try to kill me, but I made it, so I'm here. Well, good. Yeah. Uh, and now that you're back, we're going to start the scoop with something that isn't quite news, but is very... Um, if you're from New Orleans, you have a reaction to this. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I source my scoop you know, my food news from just social media, not really like journalistic integrity or anything like that. Where where do we all get our news from anyways? So Twitter, Twitter, that's where I got this one from. Uh, There is somebody, uh, the, the favorite response to the original tweet is tell me you've never been to new Orleans without telling me you've never been to new Orleans. Okay. So the original tweet, I, I went through the trouble of, um, getting, it recorded for you so you could just have a listen. <laughs> okay, let's do this. Now that we're on the topic of Popeyes, why the fuck is there a balcony at every Popeyes that no one has access to? Like, it's just a fucking wall with a balcony? And some of them got fake-ass windows as well. Like, huh? <laughs> Who is she? Oh, my God. Um. <laughs> okay, spoiler alert. I kind of want you to play that one more time. Can we just... I, I need I yeah, to digest yeah. it. Here yeah, we go. Let's I got go. you. Here one more time. All Here right. we go. Now that we're on the topic of Popeyes, why the fuck is there a balcony at every Popeyes that no one has access to? Like, it's just a fucking wall with a balcony? And some of them got fake-ass windows as well. Like, huh? Okay, so I hate to burst the bubble while it is a real tweet that is not the real person obviously Uh reading their own tweet. Yeah. I mean, it's me. It's just like (laughs) chipmunked. Oh, my God. But I also don't know how to pronounce this person's Twitter handle, so I'm not going to try all i know is it ends with whore 
so okay. I, I can't pronounce the rest All of right, it, so good. I'm not going to try. But this person Blank is talking shit on Popeyes. <laughs> First of all, I want to know how many people around the country are unaware that Popeye's originated in New Orleans. I didn't know until I moved down here. I was a big fan before, but apparently not that big of a fan because I don't know where their origin's from. So had you been to New Orleans before you realized that Popeye's was from New Orleans? I, I had swung through briefly and did the tourist thing on Bourbon Street. So not yes and no, but... But yeah. you saw the things that yes. inspired those yes. balconies, yeah. right? If you open your eyes, if you're here, you can see exactly what, where the inspiration comes from. Yeah, but I guess if you don't know the connection, like Popeye's is from New Orleans, mm-hmm. those balconies are yes. very New Orleans. Yeah. It's supposed to look like... Yeah. My favorite response, and I'm not going to take credit for the joke, but somebody tweeted back at this person. Well, that's where they throw the beads to the chickens to make them show their breasts, and then they grab them and deep fry them. Just tricking chickens for years. So I just, I guess the original tweeter, A, has never been to New Orleans, and or B, is not aware that Popeye's is from New Orleans. And like, it's just on theme. Yeah, you know, that's that's what it is. Yeah, it's on theme. I don't know why someone uh, is. I guess Popeye's architecture a thing. Is that is that a thing? I mean, I guess it is now. I guess. But someone saw that and took offense to She's it. She's like, that they much. don't even have a real second like, story. Who's up on that balcony? Yeah, hey, blank whore on Twitter. Like, it just it <laughs> looks it looks nice. Just you know, let it let it be. It is what it is. Also, I did read someone's reaction saying that the balcony provides cover for all the rain that we get, yeah. so you can get your food and like not get soaking right, wet. I'm like that's. That's kind of that's nice. They purposely place it usually over the part yeah. of the drive-through where you get your food. Yeah, I'm trying to get a fucking hurricane or get a monsoon coming through your window because you want a five piece. I guess but the thing is, it's not just here; it's mm. all over the country, and it might not make as much sense other places. It's you're paying tribute to exactly. you, where your roots are from, and honestly, it's not that hard to figure out. Like you said, I mean, the architecture here is very specific; it's sure. reflected in Popeyes. Oh, you know what was really cool that I just remembered? Um, some made a comment how they when they used to go as a kid some of the Popeye's locations had a window specifically where the people in the kitchen were making the biscuits so you could watch them make the biscuits as you went through the drive-thru I why don't the remember fuck did we stop yeah why I I, I went on Look, as someone who grew hole. up in Louisiana I don't remember that okay I do remember when like Popeye and olive oil and the whole little crew were their mascots Uh and like were on the cups and stuff. Yeah. I do not remember the biscuit peekaboo window. Yeah. That, um, I just take everything at face value. There's obviously no research done beyond me scrolling through a Twitter feed. I read it somewhere. It's true. I read it somewhere. So it's gotta be true. If that is true, how incredible would that be? And and I don't know why that ever went away. Probably because at some point they were like, Look, we can save a lot of time, energy, and money by just <laughs> mass producing these somewhere else and shipping them. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know that I've never worked in a Popeyes. I don't know what goes on yeah. behind literally the counter. Yeah. I don't know what goes on back there. I don't know if they're still no. making the biscuits in the kitchen. I assume not. Just like that woman, no. uh, her character name is Annie. Annie okay. doesn't work at any Popeyes. No, Annie, you know, Annie doesn't. Yeah, that uh, nice woman. Good who, on you for remembering the character mm-hmm. name. Yeah. I, honestly, to me, it doesn't even matter where they source the biscuits from. Those biscuits are so damn good. Mass produced or not, I'm sure they are. I don't care. They're delicious. Like if, if they ever run out of biscuits and I can't get it with my meal, it almost ruins the Popeye's experience. Oh, you want to talk ruin the Popeye's experience? Yeah. I am from the home of the one remaining Popeye's buffet in the world. Yeah, it's a big deal. 337 represent. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Anthony Bourdain famously ate 
breakfast, lunch, and dinner at that very Popeye's buffet. The only one in the world. I not so famously grew up eating at that and didn't realize that it was like anything special until now I know it's like the only one left. And here's the thing that it could be ruined. I don't know. I haven't been back to check mm-hmm. somebody. Some of my sources in Lafayette can let me know. I haven't been back to that location to see if the buffet survived the COVID-19 pandemic. Don't put that evil on me. All right. I, I hope it did. I love that our first news story of this episode was literally not news. Yeah. It was just somebody. <laughs> no, it's just somebody on Twitter saying something, which something kind of ignorant, is, yeah, honestly, just saying some stupid shit and we're repeating it and we don't even know her handle. It's something, something whore. I can't pronounce it. I'm not going to try. I yeah. don't want to butcher something it. Something whore on just, Twitter says something. Yeah. You regurgitate it on yeah. a podcast. Awesome. Now here's what I must've missed. Uh, uh, in a recent poll, one in four Americans would try cicadas okay. as food. Okay. You know how they're like scheduled to come back this year yeah. after like 17 years of being dormant or something like that and <laughs> just like scream. Yeah, I have. I did see a random news clip about that and I was like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder what the factors are that led to that happening. So after this poll says that one in four Americans would be down to eat them, mm-hmm. a restaurant in Virginia is ready to cater to that weird quarter of the nation's population. Cochina on Market, which is a Mexican spot, is serving cicada tacos. Oh, man. Um, For a limited time, I guess, like while supplies last, because I think it's like a brief reappearance, right? Yeah. So uh, the cicadas are boiled, baked, Mm -hmm. the legs and wings plucked off. Yeah. They're sauteed in garlic, topped with serrano chilies, avocado and radishes in a verde sauce. It doesn't really look super buggy once they like cook it. Okay. I'm looking at a picture right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm Googling this as as you're talking to me Cicada about Cicada tacos. Yeah. Are you interested just from the sounds of it, from everything that I described? I'm not going to lie. And it, it just might be your, your voice. The way you just <laughs> described it made me want to eat it. At first, I was like, there's no way in hell. Why would anybody do this? And you're like, Here's what they're going to do. They're going to pluck the wings. They're going to put it in. I'm like, go on. Like, let's have some fucking cicada tacos. What are we, what are we talking about? Here? So I'm adding you to the one in four Americans that are like, yeah, sure. Listen, I'm yeah, down. Yeah. Feed me that. If you're there to, to give me the description <laughs> of how it's going to be cooked, I will absolutely eat them. Um, Here's the craziest thing. Yeah. These cicada tacos are not the first weird thing on the menu at that restaurant. They were already serving grasshopper tacos. Oh, so they're not even stepping that far outside the boundaries. No, that's really interesting. They're like, we got beef, we got pork. Yeah, we got grasshopper. And now we have cicada like sure. Okay. Uh, Quick side story. I was born and raised in Washington State and I grew up and still a diehard Mariners fan. So at T-Mobile Park in Seattle, where the Mariners play, they serve crickets like you can you can eat crickets at the ballpark. So when you mentioned the cicada story, like instead a, of like peanuts or popcorn, no, they, they offered that. They, they offered that too, but they, oh, in addition, okay. yeah, the, the, but like um, served alongside the regular snacks. Yeah. Like you, you regular look to the right, things? you got your normal ballpark shit, hot dogs and, you know, beer and soda. And then you look to the left and you can purchase some crickets. And apparently it's really tasty. I haven't been back since they've started serving that, but I would absolutely try it. So fuck it. Why not? Cicada tacos, Virginia cicada tacos. All right. All right. Road trip go. hopping on the trend. But I, I guess you got to do it quickly because like I said, it's a, while it's a brief, supplies last yeah. while they're infesting the nation. Great. If you're looking for a life hack that could benefit your bank account before you buy your next lottery ticket, go eat Chinese for dinner. According to a story, since 2004, at least 146 Americans have won the lottery using numbers they got from fortune cookies. 
93% of the winners who were inspired by their fortune cookie numbers hit for over 100K on their, their winning tickets. Okay, so these individuals are, sorry if I cut you off there. These individuals are, just, are going out to eat at a Chinese restaurant mm-hmm. in the United States mm-hmm. and they're getting a fortune cookie Mm-hmm. And then using those numbers, and then they're turning it around and winning the lottery with it. And how many how many winners uh, since when two thousand four? Since two thousand four, at least a hundred and forty six Americans have reported that the numbers that inspired their lottery ticket purchase mm-hmm. that ended up winning, yeah, came from their fortune cookies. And then if you add the hundred forty six together, the winnings total four hundred and six million dollars. So like shit. There's not a lot of these winners using this method, but when they do yeah. win, they win a lot. Okay. If you do the math real fast, the average is two point eight mil each. Yeah. From that, numbers they got from a fortune cookie. That's a lot of cash. You know what? Ashley, we fucked up. What we should have done is we should have um we should I know we can still do this. Podcast isn't out yet. We need to sign some sort of agreement to everyone that downloads this episode uh-huh. that if as a result of this episode, they eat at a Chinese restaurant. Oh, finder's fee on your lotto winnings. We, yeah, we get 10%. Yeah. That's that's and that's me being generous. Like without us, you're not you're not winning two million dollars on average. Sure. Uh, 2.8 million and we take 10%. So that's five for you yeah. and five for me. And I'm down for them. It's free money. Like you're not going to find out about this phenomenon. That's All you happening. had to do was buy a Chinese meal mm-hmm. and, uh, or, you know what, honestly, you could probably just ask them. I'm sure they have tons of extra fortune cookies laying around at the restaurant. If you just ask nicely. Yeah. I actually, I'm the person that I usually ask if I can get an extra cookie. I fucked up. I could have been taken, I taken those numbers. Instead. What have you been doing with I, those numbers all these years? Yeah. Nothing. No, no, nothing. You I have nothing to show yeah, for it. I read the fortune. Um, do you do the thing where you add the words on the end? I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I fucking knew. Um, yeah, <laughs> I definitely do and have, um, but you know, usually, you know, you read it to the, your company and then you all throw it away. I will give you a random fact about, about uh, fortune cookies. It wasn't started over in China for Chinese food. It actually started in America. Oh, I it, totally believe that. And it became so popular that now China has catered to it. And so now a lot of places in China, if you eat, there um, and they offer fortune cookies because it kind of caught fire. So Americanized Chinese food. I totally believe that. Just the same way yeah. that like our pizza is not really pizza. If you go to the birthplace of pizza, they're yes. like, what is that American trash? Like, like this is DiGiorno. I Take like that American trash. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. This American trash is delicious. Over to Idaho, not quite Italy. Uh, location of quite possibly the dumbest one day crime spree of the past week. Okay. And I promise it's food related. Because it begins and ends at a Subway restaurant. Okay. It's a 38-year-old man. All right. So I want to specify right off the top, this is not like a young kid. Okay. That is not an excuse for him being an absolute idiot. Okay. His youth. Yeah. He's 38 years old. He started off by uh, stealing a kid's bicycle. He rode off on it. Okay. Three hours later, police get a report of a stolen motorcycle outside of a grocery store. And when they got there in the place of the motorcycle was the kid's bike. Oh, so he just swapped it out. Same dude. He was yeah, like, just upgraded bi- his ride. Biking around Idaho was getting tiring. Mm-hmm. He got some good terrain in Idaho. He was like, I'm going to swap out for this motorcycle here. So he's already upgrading. But okay. he didn't make it far since he does not know how to operate a motorcycle. Like he didn't even get out of the parking lot. Oh, so he like, I've never ridden a motorcycle. So if I were to through. steal one, I'd be like, okay, now I need to figure out how to ride this thing. How does work? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how does work? <laughs> the cops saw him in the same shopping center walking into Subway. 
where he ran into the women's room to hide when he realized they were tailing him. Wait, wait, wait. So same shot. So he didn't even leave the parking lot with the motorcycle. No. Okay. That's okay. So he I, went to subway. I'm both he's impressed in- <laughs> and sad, but we can continue. <laughs> he's hiding in the women's room. Uh-huh. The subway owner kicked in the door and found him there lying on the ground because he tried to get out through the ceiling and fell through back onto the floor of the women's restroom. You can't, you can't write shit better than this. In fact, if I were to see this in a movie, it would be like a slapstick comedy. And you would think that the whole thing is, is some shit that Judd Apatow. Yeah. Seth Rogen is in this. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Uh huh. Yeah. He's like the stone employee that crashes the motorcycle and then goes into the woman's bathroom. They actually couldn't make a script off of this. When they searched the guy, it gets even better. Oh my God. They found a wad of ham. (laughs) Yeah. That he had stolen from that subway earlier in the day. Okay. Turns out he had gone in earlier, filled out an application to work at the subway, got behind the counter like he could just start working Wait, right so he then went, and there. So earlier the day, earlier he that started same day, he went to <laughs> subway. Yeah. This is all, it, it literally came about, came around full circle. Hello, all, I would like to be a sandwich yes. artist. And all I can think I of now. I start now. <laughs> I take ham. Oh, that's not how it works. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. I'm going to go gonna find a bike. bike. Yeah. yeah. Oh, here's a motorcycle back to my place of my former place of employment. Well, no, it's apparently not his former place of employment. Yeah, he didn't, well, he didn't even the get the job yet. Yeah. He filled out the paperwork and they're probably like, uh, well, you have to have like an interview, sir. We, like, yeah. we don't just like you, gotta, you start making you gotta, sandwiches. You got to go through school here, buddy. That's not how, that's not how this works. And he's probably like, oh damn, since I didn't get that job right away, I'm probably not going to get paid right away. And I still don't have a way to get around. So I'm going to steal this bike, but this bike sucks. So I'm going to steal this motorcycle, but I don't know how to use this motorcycle, but I know my way around that subway. I was at earlier today. I'm going to go hide in the bathroom. Oh shit. The cops are here. I need to bust through, you know, okay. You're doing it again. And, and I don't he's think still you, carrying no, the ham you around what all day. You know, yeah. I got <laughs> ham in my pocket. Don't call me ham pocket. Andy Milanakis. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know what, but you're, but you're doing it again. I don't think you realize, you know what you're doing. So you sold me on the cicada tacos, uh-huh. the way you just explained his like rationale as he's going through his day, that kind of in a fucked up way, you're you're like, connect, oh, this makes sense. you connected the dots there. It's it's case the curse closed. Of the voice, I They're think. gonna put him in jail next to Jared. Oh my god! <laughs> How much ham do you think Jared could hide in the original fat pants? Not enough. <laughs> Not enough. So this guy, the this thirty-eight-year-old man, I have to say again, is facing two counts of petty theft for the bike uh-huh. and, and the ham, plus a felony grand theft charge for the motorcycle, and they charged him with property damage for busting up the ceiling in the subway ladies' room. Wow, that guy had a hell of a day. That is really all really in one impressive. day. All that's yeah, that's all in one day. That's incredibly impressive. In a fucked up way, I kind of understand. I kind of where everything connected for him. So this guy just, just has really, so much confidence in himself. Does is he? it take away is from that? The, what that is? Yeah, because he went in and he's like, "Cool, I'm going to get hired on the spot at Subway." Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Wait, that's not how it works." He's like, "But why not?" Yeah. So first confidence move right there. Okay. The second confidence move, he's like, I'm going to steal this kid's bike. I'm never going to get caught. 
Okay. He goes back to the original location, yeah. drops the bike, and is like, I'm going to steal this motorcycle. So confident, <laughs> forgets the fact that he doesn't know how to operate a yeah. motorcycle. Like he's so confident that it overrides any kind of obstacle. Any shortcomings. Yeah. If anything, we need to be as confident as this guy. Can you imagine the shit we could be? Like, you'd be president right now. Sure. <laughs> oh, my God. This guy's in jail next to Jared, and you're going to be president wait, if we then, had this guy's confidence. Wait, the biggest confidence is that he thinks he's like a movie spy spy or something like yeah. an action hero that he can crawl up into the ceiling and yeah. figure out how to get out of the building this way. He did the reverse mission impossible. Like Tom Cruise dropped down. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to rappel up and I'm going to tell you bathroom. it never works. Yeah. It never works this okay. way. Okay. I, not from personal. I was like, looking at I you like you've, you've done the thing. I didn't try, but last week I brought up that I do like ship shopping sometimes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which means I spend a lot of time at different grocery stores, okay. including Rouse's on Chapatulis mm-hmm. to cock a populace. Yeah. As yes. your friend calls it. <laughs> there was a guy who tried to steal some steak and bottles of Jack. Wait, while you were there. Yeah. Okay. So there was one day that I was like leaving from Rouse's to go drop off somebody's stuff at their house. And like, there's all these cop cars and an ambulance outside. And I'm like, well, damn, like usually when there's a call for theft, like Mm -hmm. I even know kind of like the code that they use when they're calling like the management or whatever up to the front, because there's like somebody stealing. Are you the the person that downloads like the police scanner app app and they listen to it? I just spend so much time there that like, I know a lot of the people on the staff and like I overhear and I know what the codes are because I see stuff happening right when you're there often. Okay. You like most of pandemic, I was there several times times a day. I I saw these people more than I saw my friends and family. Okay. Totally understandable. So I come out and this time I'm like, there's way too many cops here and and an ambulance. And then when I came back, there was also a fire truck because I was coming back to do another order. Okay. And I'm like, what's going on? They told me this guy had tried to steal like some Jack and I think it was steaks maybe in the same trip. Okay. And they were holding him in the like security office. Okay. Like upstairs. So why do you need multiple cop cars and ambulance? Because the security guard or whoever was supposed to be watching him, like left the room for a second. Oh, he fucking bolted up into the ceiling. Wait. Oh no. With the Jack, like with the, and like, Oh, so he was like, I'm, I'm already here. They've got me in a room. I'm taking this shit and I'm out of here. Because right. of what can I lose at this point? The answer is nothing. Same as this guy in Idaho. I'm going to go up into the ceiling. I'll bust my way out. I've seen movies. I know how this works. That's not how it works. Maybe they have the schematics of the building, like in all those crazy I movies. And they're like, I'm going to go to the attic. Yeah, I got the blueprints. It. It's like fucking Ocean's 8. <laughs> I doubt it because he got to a certain point and I guess he was like close to the exterior wall, but then somehow came crashing down into mm. the women's bathroom. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It always comes Straight back down into the women's room. Straight out of a comedy movie. Straight out of a comedy movie. We're going to see this in a movie. And he was stuck in the wall, like of the women's room. And then the fire what? truck, yeah, the fire truck had to come and cut him out. Oh my God. Because he was now screaming because he had like fallen in there and I guess like hurt himself or was claiming they don't uh, care at that point, sir. Like, yeah, they'll help you because they're obligated to, but like, this is your stupid mistake that got you here. This is a true story. No, I'm, I'm, I, I, I believe that it's true. It's just, it's insane. I mean, if anything to the local story credit, at least the guy was stealing like some good shit. Like you're like, okay, I'm going to have steak and some Jack. Like 
That's a, I mean, you know, you're not going in there and grabbing think some, of like, the zoodles. charges before you went up into the ceiling oh, versus yeah. well, now, now that they have you to know, cut you out of the bathroom. Yeah, well, now you know they're going to charge you, like you said, um, that's destruction exactly right. Yeah, destruction of property, all that shit. Any extra expenses that they incur, it's like your, your bill is racking up. So that steak and ball of jack just got real fucking expensive. Look, if you're going to take away anything from this episode, it's like, don't go up into the ceiling. You're not yeah. as capable as you think based but on what you, you see do, in the movies. But if you do, make sure you have the schematics and the blueprints like in the movies and so you can plan your escape route if you're going to steal shit be smart about it it's like when I was a kid um, and I went to a corner store and stole a bunch of candy like I got out because I was smart oh I thought you were going to say because you had the schematics you did your research you did no, your there, there was planning. no attic I just put no. stuff in a backpack and just walked out it was like a Reese's Pieces or something see <laughs> and look I was trying to direct people towards good and you're like you just need to be better at crime yeah just get better I mean it's not a crime if you don't get caught so there you go just be better. That's it. That's all of my, is any of this like real hard hitting news? No, no, but it's, but it's stories about food that are entertaining and hopefully taught you something this yeah. week. Be better at crime. Get the schematics. You want to move on to food as we saw it in entertainment this week? Let's do it. I, I almost uh, hate to because uh big spoiler alert this week's episode of top chef Portland is not a pleasant ending. Yeah. I you. had to hold back tears. It was really fucking upsetting. I wasn't actually going to drink on the podcast because I've been on a little bit of a bender. And I was going to say, uh, there's definitely a glass <laughs> yeah, right of, here. Yeah, of Kirkland whiskey. Like, it's getting desperate <laughs> in this bitch. Hey, um, there's nothing wrong with Costco. No, I love Kirkland products. In fact, they're very they're very underrated. So if we get Kirkland as a sponsor, <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, now we're say, talking. This is a, I know what you're thinking. This is quite an about I face. I think you're starting to realize. You like, I was going to go in a different direction. Yeah. There. Joke's on you. I love Costco stuff. Let's yeah. go. I thought this was maybe a rant bait that I accidentally stumbled into. <laughs> I didn't know your thoughts about it, but you know, no, I love Costco. And products. you're starting They're to really realize good. that the, uh, the sponsorship of the podcast would be quite helpful. That would be very helpful. Making money in life <laughs> apparently is helpful. All right. So do, do you want to, you can start off talking about it. I'm really upset. I'll talk a, about it towards the end, but it was, uh, it was an interesting experience for listeners familiar with top chef in previous seasons. They always have something towards this part of the season called restaurant wars yep. where they split the remaining chefs in half and they make them come up with a whole concept and execution of a restaurant. Mm -hmm. But usually they have all these rando diners coming in and trying all the food and also voting and all this stuff. Well, this year, yeah, still, um, pandemic mode when they were shooting this, right? Yes. Yes. So it's only the judges and the guest chefs that are really judging this competition this year. Yeah. So it's a chef's table version of restaurant wars. Yeah. And there's eight total chefs left. So it's two teams of four mm -hmm. and they have to come up with the concept and a team name and everything has to be and interconnected. Menu. And front of house is, is you could argue just as important as the actual food. Um, well, especially like when it's entertain. a, yeah. When it's a chef's table experience too, like yes. it's chefs at the table is what it's supposed to be like. Yeah. And you're talking about like literal top chefs, like past winners and special judges and, and all that. And they and they are there, but they also want to be entertained and converse with you while they are also being presented the food in real time. Yeah. No pressure. One shot, eight mile. Spaghetti, spaghetti. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't vomit on the sweater already. 
She's nervous. There was none of that in this episode. There was no vomit as far as we know. Oh my God. There was also no spaghetti. I'm going to wrap the whole fucking song right now. No. Um, yeah, sorry. I, I definitely threw you off there for a loop. You looked at me and you're like, what are you doing, bro? Um, spaghetti, spaghetti. spaghetti it's not spaghetti. quite the line. No, I know. Anyways. Um, yeah. So they get $2,500 to shop at Whole Foods. So there's two teams, Team Kakosan and Team Penny, right? Sure. That's what they named their restaurants. Okay, cool. Um, so when the team split up, um, the first team, I thought that they actually had the weaker team even. Okay. So chef Shoda is on that team and he even looked at the other team and he was like, Oh, I think we're, he's like, we're at a disadvantage here. They have more talented people than we do. I was in a, I, I, I was agree just with ignoring him. that in a way because I was I like, agree well, with him. but he's got Jamie on his team and yeah. And those are two hard hitters. Yeah. But okay. So what I didn't take into, but they a, seem to be, you're right. Cause the judges seem to be really into Gabe. No, and they've he been was like kissing his ass team. the whole fucking yeah. time. Um, which, you know, to his credit, he's really good. Anyways, um, <laughs> what we did not think about to, or at least I didn't think about was that that team, the Kakasan, Kakosan, whatever. Kokosan? Kokosan. I can't fucking enunciate. Anyways, I'm <laughs> well, also really was, upset. So this is fucking So, so you have to start with the, the concept inspired the name because- yes. It was oh, yeah, two right, chefs right. from Asian backgrounds yes. and two chefs from Latino backgrounds yes. or Latinx. Yes, like a traditional Japanese experience, but infuse it with the you know Hispanic the Latin flavors, or the yeah. Latin flavor. Exactly. So that's how they came up. So with they that. took the Spanish word for heart and the Japanese word for heart, and then kind of made a mashup. Yeah, and that's what they titled their restaurant. Yeah. Now the other one titled theirs because this Ga- whole Gabe's daughter is named well, Penny. but also the teams were decided literally by a coin flip, like the flip of a coin yeah. coin Penny. Yeah. His well, daughter's name is Penny. Well, they, yeah, they, and they also said that the city of Portland, that name was decided by the flip of a coin, which is, I want to know really what the reject name was. Yeah. They didn't go know. into that. Portlandia. No, that's next. That's week. next week. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> getting ahead of ourselves. You got really excited. I got very um, excited about that. So, so anyways, uh, Fast forward, Kokosan is kicking the shit. They, so they basically raised, they raised the bar really, really high to the point where like every dish that they brought out just blew all the chefs away. In fact, the only bad quote unquote bad thing they did was like the drink they brought out. Apparently it was like too sweet. So the bar the was so between- high that team Penny, they were fucked. Like you and I looked at each other like there's no way they're going right. to come. And I was, I was getting like the heart palps. I'm stressing out because the music was so intense for team Penny the entire time. Mm-hmm. And they kept like just switching back and forth from, Oh shit, you're fucked music to, like, oh, that was surprisingly oh, that good. That was surprisingly like good. I'm like, wait, are they good? Are they bad? What's going on? Anyways, Team Penny gets destroyed. Absolutely murdered. And the difference between the teams, and I think we all learned this at one point or another working on some group project, the team that was more successful uh-huh. had each other like checking the work of the whole team and like for them, since it was cooking, like tasting each other's dishes, collaborating together yes. on the dishes versus Penny that team was just kind of all doing their own things. Yes. They clearly didn't even really communicate to figure out what order the dishes should really be served in. No, it just didn't didn't land well. Yeah. They served like a, like a seafood tostada that wasn't even on the menu. And I looked at you and I said, why would they serve an extra dish 
to be judged, that's not on your original. I feel you're like gonna he's be trying judged. to show off. I do too. And if it you're doesn't be land, if it doesn't go well, then like, yeah, cool, then you you're just screwed super yourself. Fucked. Oh, and by the way, the other team, it just blew away the whole competition. So you have no room for error. Also, they Team Penny, they ran out of time. They didn't even get to taste the dishes. So it's like, if you eliminated that weird tostada, you would have had more time to taste everything. Anyways, you would have and had more time. Or if you had been working together in the first place. Yeah. It was we would have weird. known what each other were doing. Yeah, it was individual plates versus an actual team um, effort, whatever. Yeah, collaborative um, effort. Collaborative effort. There you go. I, I don't even know how to bring they it up because okay. I get upset. So you can talk. So about it. Team Penny obviously didn't win. We set that up very clearly. Yeah. Um, the only person who seemed okay, and they said she was off the table on that team, was Dawn. Like she was okay, she was safe. So mm-hmm. everybody else was up for possible elimination. I thought Chris was going to go. You okay? So Chris. Gabe and your chef sweetheart, I knew, Sarah. I knew it wasn't going to be Gabe because they love him too much on the show. They're always praising him. And they should. He's really talented. However, he's the one who threw in that tostada. That was a big flop. And then- Yeah, it was horrible. They said they had some comments about his like octopus dish too. But- He did nothing good. <laughs> I'm so upset right now. I it's, literally just took a sip of what's whiskey. What's really frustrating for me is like we're just watching- and you develop your favorite people on a show like this, but we don't get to taste the food. So I don't know. I don't know yeah. whose was more offensive. Like scratch and sniff TV or something. I don't know. Like whose was really worse. I don't know. And the reason you're so upset is because your favorite of the season, yeah. Chef Sarah is now, spoiler alert, she is out. <sighs> I don't think that was enough of a spoiler alert. I think we, no, I think people you did knew. what I did last week I think where we knew. say the thing and then it's at the end is too late. I think they knew right when we said that you were upset based on this week ending of the episode they knew that your favorite was out if if i could have like a tiny violin playing right now i would i had to like hold back tears like as she was talking she yeah, was you were just as upset by this as i was last week with the really sentimental like, yes lifesavers doctors like feeding the people <laughs> in the hospital and like everybody's crying about first responders thank you for making and- me laugh because i'm starting to think about sarah right now and i'm really sad i'm just so. trying to put it in perspective like that was yeah much you're more watching intense. like frontline workers being like thank you for helping like, feed us during sarah. COVID, and i'm like chef sarah got kicked off the show and she didn't deserve it uh I don't know. She was my my favorite since like the first couple of minutes into episode one. I also firmly believe that she is one of the more talented chefs that was on the show. Whatever. I'm going to latch on to show to now, but Sarah will still be my number one. I am excited about next week because they had a teaser. Yeah. The stars of Portlandia are going to be part of probably the quick fire challenge. It's going to have something. They're going to go back to doing normal shit next week. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So Fred Armisen, and yes. Carrie's going to be there too. Like it's, they were just doing goofy stuff. I'm excited about that. Yeah. They're going to be like, you know, like talking shit and fucking with them and mm-hmm. it's going to be funny. So it's going to be good, yeah. which is a nice break from the very serious, massive challenge they had for this episode. And I need that cause I'm depressed. Well, <laughs> they're doing it just for you. I think somebody has been listening to the podcast and they're like, Oh, he's going to be real mad. Yeah, that that is his favorite. It's very nice of them to do that. Despite probably filming this a year ago. So yeah, right. <laughs> that's the biggest thing is knowing that the person who has won this is sitting on a secret. And that is something I do know about from your personal, wheel yeah, of from fortune personal experience. Yeah. You and Samuel L. Jackson, you held that shit. But, I shot my episode in September and then it didn't air until March and you have to sign like crazy NDA paperwork to like promise that you're not going to tell anybody non-disclosure agreement that you're not going to tell anybody 
of the outcome of all of this. How, so, how would they know though? I feel like I sound like that Instagram song that everyone uses, but how would they know? Well, I don't know how they would know. They'll never know. And the thing is, people are like, well, how, how wouldn't anybody know? You're like driving a new car, but like they don't give you the car and the money and all this stuff until after, at least with Wheel of Fortune, after your episode airs. Oh, shit. Actually, I mean, that You don't that like drive off sense. the lot in a new car with a Dude, giant yeah. check sticking out of the window. Can you imagine pulling up to the bar for the, you know, the, watching, the watch party that you had? And, um, your friends are all there and some family and everyone's like, we're so excited. Like, we don't know if you're going to win or not, but you pull up in a brand new car and you're like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> With the wheel of fortune on the license I would look plate. at you and be like, you clearly fucking won. Like you pulled up in a brand new car. What the hell are we doing here? Like, congratulations. We're still going to get drunk. This is so blatantly obvious. This is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. So <laughs> I, somebody out there won this show and they're sitting on a massive secret. Who? Uh, I don't want to guess. There's still, there are still too many. So seven chefs left, man. I don't know. Shota's strong. Jamie's really strong. I don't know. There anyways. And they seem uh, to really like Gabe. And Gabe is strong. Anyway, congratulations to Maria. Moving she on. won this Sarah, episode. We Sarah, didn't, I still love you. We didn't even mention that Maria won and this was her first victory yeah, in didn't. an elimination challenge. Yeah, because, so yeah. good for her. Yeah. Which anyways, whatever. Moving on. Moving on to a different part of entertainment involving food. Okay. Yeah. Distantly, kind of. Okay. You're I think we've all me the squinty weird eyes. Yeah. I'm trying to build suspense. <laughs> I can literally hear it. You're so good at this. <laughs> Wait, How do you no, say suspense, it. suspenseful? <laughs> Anyways, you're a pro's pro. <laughs> okay. Well, you're, you're breaking my focus. I'm sorry. I'll stop. Okay. So we all heard the news that new Orleans own Ellen DeGeneres is letting go of her show. If after, being a horrible person. Uh, Allegedly. Allegedly. Mm -hmm. Everyone the, hates her. Supposedly the reason is not directly because of that, but because of other reasons. That is not what I was going into. Yeah, it's not going down on an Ellen rant. It wasn't me trying to bash Ellen. Yeah. Um that's clearly more your shtick. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really liked the Ellen show when the news came out that apparently she's a horrible boss. I was very surprised. That's all I'll say. That's all I will say. Yeah, and uh there's I feel like there's going to be a change.org petition backing this next thing that I'm going to say soon. If there is not already, I found this in a little, uh, article, I guess you'll call it a, a think piece, a request on the AV club. Okay. Uh, this guy who wrote the article, wait, the AV club, is that like what I was in, in high school where I plugged in like the VCR for class? I'm so old. Yeah, Why except, did I just say that out loud? Except now it's a website all about pop culture. Okay. I need to not drink and do this <laughs> podcast ever again. That was, yes. So it's the nerds that you grew up with. Yeah. I'm like AV club. I know those guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> take out your headgear. We're yeah. recording the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Take out your retainer, bro. Remove yeah. your retainer. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's a pop culture website <laughs> where people like there's reviews and you know, news and things like that. This one is a guy named Matt Shimkowitz okay. who is calling for the powers that be at the network to give Ellen's job and time slot to friend of the podcast, Guy Fieri. What? Thoughts? Wait, seriously? It's it's in the article. I don't know that there's anything that's going to come of it. Here's the quote. 
Since her persona as nice lady extraordinaire exploded last year, causing a dip in viewership to the tune of a million people. Oh, wow. Speculation into Ellen DeGeneres' replacement has been top of mind for Hollywood. And now that she's officially announced her departure, many are wondering who could take up the crown as the presiding king or queen of daytime television. Might I suggest Matt Shimkowitz says, issuing with a monarch entirely and elect a mayor, the mayor of Flavortown himself, Guy Fieri. Oh my God. The mayor of motherfucking Flavortown, Guy Fieri. Coming to daytime TV. Our boy, our best friend who doesn't even know us. Um, <laughs> you like how I threw in friend of the podcast? I like how you, I like like, how you that did gonna that. Who's that going to be? <laughs> Everyone that we, that we maybe even eventually talk to is now a friend of the pod. Okay, so... Um, I fucking love this because who doesn't love him? He is walking personality. And also um, the individual that wrote this in the AV club, um, he, um, the way it was presented was very, it, it felt like, it feels like it was very kind of thoughtful. Like he put some effort into it. Oh, I, there's a whole rest no, of the article too, I, no, where I it's definitely that. thoughtful. So here's, so there's has to be another aspect to this. And I wonder if he went so far as to kind of do the research into looking into um, like demographics behind um, like who watches Guy Fieri TV shows, average number of viewers that he has social media presence. You have to take all those things, I guess kind of into the context of the situation. You can't just willy nilly throw somebody out there and be like, Hey, you're going to replace Ellen, but Guy Fieri, that would be amazing. Imagine he definitely that. mentioned something that we also talked about in the okay. podcast in a previous episode yes. about his uh, restaurant employee relief fund where he's raised more than $20 million for out of work restaurant workers. Yeah. And apparently Ellen's berating people behind the scenes. We have two very different While personalities While doing here. like charitable I things know. on the show. Yeah. But so it's like, it, if it that's what you're doing, jive. Oh, yes, it, no, it doesn't jive. I totally agree. And guess what? We, the, the reality is we don't know the whole story behind any of these people, but if she really is going to be replaced guy Fietti, how do you feel about it? I feel I'm not, I, I don't hate it is what I'm trying to say. I, I do want to follow up because she yeah. has like the leading, or at least she did. I don't know if she still does Ellen, ratings wise. That show is fantastic or was fantastic. I, I'm, I'm just saying right, ratings wise after she took that viewership hit, does she still have the like mega monster killer daytime show? I did not realize that the impact of that news, I didn't realize that, that, that I guess it was, it was that detrimental to her leaving the show, which again, we have been told publicly it's for other reasons, but we don't really know. Yeah. And then the, her response to the allegations and the yeah, accusations has been like less yeah. than great. It's been kind of loose. Like you're not really addressing it. I, hey, you know what? Blame. At the know. end of the day, news cycles the now are so, not, it won't fucking matter because right. she's going to get replaced. And you know what the news is going to be, who the new person is. And she's going to just hang out at home and do her thing. And she's rich as shit. So good for her. The other thing is I think I would be more willing to like fight for her if she was still more connected to New Orleans. Oh, yeah. She doesn't. It's really weird. She mentions it when she's bringing somebody onto her show that's, that's also, also from, from, New, from Orleans. New Orleans and is famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, But I, otherwise, like, we don't see her, like, yeah, hanging out no. here ever. Like, we see Beyonce here more than we see Ellen. Yeah, she's got that fucking gothic mansion. Sure. But does Ellen still have a home here that we know about? Does no, she come here often? Does she spend time, money, energy, and talent here? Zero. You can name a bunch of celebrities that 
aren't even from here that have invested a lot of money into mm-hmm, property mm-hmm. here and time, time here. energy, and yeah. money and Fucking, talent. Yeah. Look at like John Goodman and Nick Cage. Badass. <laughs> That's Anyways. a bad example. <laughs> Is it though? <laughs> I think it is. Is it though? Okay. Didn't I mean, he like go bankrupt here and then that house was foreclosed yeah, on? Yeah, he's got a house. he's got like a three quarters of a million dollar tomb that he visits once a year. Yeah. And yeah. Anyways, we're going to- uh, Well, she does come back here when she's paid to make appearances. Like for example, speaking at college graduations and stuff. I call bullshit on all of that. And, and the reason no, why- No, no, no. I'm, no she's no, no, getting paid no, no, for no, no, it. No, no, no. Yeah, exactly. But that, that's the what reason else? why. Because I- the the individuals that are from here that end up making it big, they always find a way to tie everything to New Orleans and they show a lot of love and they come back. She's you're right. She is the one that is like, meh, I live in LA. I'm I'm Ellen and whatever. Right. And unless she's paid to come back here to do like a speech and or something. I hate to be the person to point that out because I don't feel like it's super on brand. I've never thought me, about that for until me you to just come said in it. with like yeah. the Yeah, that's that's a me dig. thing. Like please yeah. let me bury myself here. Right. But no, I mean to your credit, I've just never thought about that. If anything, you're kind of just being like, hey, does anybody notice that she does blah blah blah. So that that's a good point. And look, I will give her being the host of the show where like everybody dances and everybody's happy. And like, it is always this upbeat. There's like games and there's like people cry and there's prizes under your seat and all this stuff. It's like like the most overproduced. Yeah. But it must be exhausting. And it's, it's a certain challenge of having to be the person that represents that whole machine. Right. And people don't want to think about the machine behind her. They're like, Oh, Ellen's so wonderful. And then it turns out like she's a human. Yes. And, like yes. we all have shit days sometimes, but it seems she might've had more than others and might've taken it out on the people in her um, environment and on her staff. Yeah. Seems, no, just from yes. the allegations I've read. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, this like, turns, I did not mean this, for this turned into turn an into, Ellen podcast. Yeah. Whatever. We're going to get a season to assist uh, it, shortly. For fuck them. She'll be gone soon anyways. Um, <laughs> no. So, um, but if somebody whatever. would like to, you know, show me evidence to the contrary. I'm always open to that. If you're like, yeah. Oh no, Ellen has donated da, 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 and done, which da, 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 I am da, sure that Orleans. she has, I'm like sure. I fell in love with her show. She has done a lot of really good stuff for charity. I'm not trying to discount any of that stuff. If I'm focusing on like what we're talking about here specifically is she is stepping down the, we may never know the real reasons for that, but the timing is unfortunate. The timing, with the allegations, the that timing is very unfortunate yeah. and it's probably not a coincidence, but we'll never probably really know. And let's focus on who's going to come in here and, and take the spot. And hopefully everyone will be happy. And if it's Guy Fieri, I'm behind that. I'm a hundred percent behind that. I'm getting way too excited about this now that I'm thinking about it. I can't, <laughs> and I'm sorry. It's not even like, it's not even that it's in the goosebumps. rumor mill. It's not even yeah, like yeah. he's the front Notes. runner. It's just one dude saying this is what like, we do with the news. Right, we did like a, the, right. At blank whore on Twitter, we're saying about Popeyes, and we talked about it for thirty fucking minutes. No, so no, this is just one guy being yeah. like, "Hey, you guys should do this." Guy Fieri, and we're running with it, yeah. like full on sprint, and like we're passing the baton. Um, no, so the the reason why I would be excited for it, it would be such a it kind of a really pivotal moment where food continues to meet pop culture and kind of intersect and mm-hmm. and kind of I don't know. It, it's really it'd be really interesting because I think to see somebody going from a chef to what he has already become, which is a huge figure in a public, you know, a public personality right? to like, to taking something over this big would be massive. I mean, like you're talking international, like, like everyone would know it, it just, it's, 
it's hard to even fathom like the kind of reach that would have and to see somebody reach those kind of heights and to start off in the world of, I just like to make good food is, is mind blowing. And that is to me, what would be the surreal, really cool thing behind it. Again, it's just something that's on a blog, but Matt Shimkowitz. Yeah. Member of the AV club. Shout out to Matt, friend of the pod as well. <laughs> Member of the AV club. <laughs> but it would it would be incredible. And I <laughs> not want not quite what you thought no, it was. <laughs> yeah. Not quite. Not quite. But no, it's it would just be something that I think would be it would be pretty surreal. Um and I and I hope to see more individuals from the world of food in any regard continue to climb the ladder and for do the further, crossover out of yes. a show that's just focused on food. Like it's not yes, like he exactly. is resurrecting the chew or whatever that yeah, daytime exactly. show was. Yes. And I, I just think it would be, it'd be really, really good. You know, we'll, we'll keep uh, tabs on that story and see if anything ever develops. Yes. Uh, if nothing else, I'll shoot you the link so you can go comment with your big I'm gonna support. Blow this. I'm going to blow this shit up. Yeah. yeah. You're going to go support Matt Shimkowitz and his idea of Guy Fieri. Okay. Uh, We're going to close up the podcast as we always do with our weekly highs and lows as far as food goes. I know you had a big adventure, so why don't you go first? (sighs) Actually, uh, I kind of, you know, I actually want to end with it because it does get a little sentimental. So I'll... All, uh, oh, yeah. You sentimental. What's happening? I have my moments. Are you still messed I have up my over moments. that Top Chef episode? And listen, now it's just put you in your feelings? Listen, I had a weekend where it might have seemed just like a drunken adventure in Florida, but. It's definitely what it seemed like from social media. I'm not going to lie. That's fair. That um, and, and being hungover. I did it to myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it was it was really good reconnecting with everybody. And then on on top of that, yeah, the fucking Top Chef episode has really messed me up. Okay, okay, so, okay. Anyways, I'll give you sorry, a little yeah, bit of a break. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I'll do mine. Uh, my food high and low. Yeah. It's one of those weeks where they overlap in the same um, experience. That's how my week was. Okay, I'm really excited for this now. We Because we did not talk about this in advance. So I'm really excited. Um, ever since on the podcast, we discussed that food and wine magazine list of the top pizza places in the United States. And we talked about pizza delicious. I have been, I have been craving pizza delicious since we recorded that episode. Yeah. And yeah, you and I talked about it off the podcast that we haven't been in forever. And I didn't do my homework immediately after the podcast and go just like eat some. Okay. But I did this weekend. Wait, you went to pizza pizza delicious. I did. So it was both my high and my low. My high okay. because, oh my God, my return to pizza delicious. Yes, absolutely. My low because like physically we were as low as you could possibly be. We were sitting in the street <laughs> eating pizza delicious. Four of us just like huddled around a box of a pepperoni pie. Yes. Because they aren't doing dine-in yet. And we were confused. Oh, that's right. They're not doing dine-in <laughs> until June. They're not reopening. If you would have texted me, I'd be like, they're not doing dine-in yet. So you went there expecting dine-in. They were like, we'll give you a pizza, but you can't sit here. Right. Yeah. And I think we were not the only ones because across the street, there was another group. Oh, also. no. <laughs> they're making eye contact being like, yeah, you thought that we were what open What kind too. of road pizza yeah. did you guys get? <laughs> Want to sli- want to trade slices? You can sit and, here if you want. And the thing is, like, we had one plan that we're like, oh wait, but that thing ends at eight thirty. Like, okay, oh, Pizza D doesn't close until ten. Like, let's hurry over there. Okay, or whatever time. Oh, so close. you were like, let's 
We're going to go sit and have now. pizza. We're going to sit in the restaurant and we decide what else we want to do, yeah, yeah, yeah. where we want to go next. Now that we can kind of go back to normal life in bars and yes. we can kind of bar hop Pretend around like a little things bit. things are normal for a second. I yeah. Guess. Yeah. Except we couldn't go inside. There are no tables. Like you sit on the ground. <laughs> okay. But real talk, how good was, you know what? I remember vaguely seeing a, like an Instagram story. And all I saw was a thing of you saying something like street pizza. And I saw and the box is opening and there's a foot next to it. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, what in the fuck? And What's I was like, you know what? Here? I'll see her soon. I'm just going to ask about this in person. <laughs> I'm too drunk right now to be inquiring about what she's up to. First of all, I probably should not have let my foot get that close to the pizza, but everything worked out fine. Yeah. It worked we, out great. Killed, How was it? Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. We killed it right there on the pizza sidewalk. Delicious is really, really delicious. Good. It's, it's not lying. It's delicious. There's a, um, we didn't even have to get anything like fancy, yeah. literally a pepperoni pizza yeah. just hit the spot in the biggest way. There's a new pizza spot <laughs> in new Orleans that I think is like New York inspired. Anyways, I don't want to go off on a tangent on that. I need to look into it, but I saw something recently about a new pizza spot and I was like, Oh, New York style pizza. I wonder if it's actually New York style pizza is a person from New York or attached to it. Anyways, what well, I'll figure it out. Circle back. Circle we'll back. touch on that in a yes. future episode. We'll once you've, once you've done the research Yes. for yeah. now, why don't you give me your, your joint high low? So, okay. Um, which is why I got excited. So my high low also intertwined. I will start off with my low. Uh, so, I go to Jacksonville for the weekend. I am there seeing my my friends, who I also consider like my brothers. I love them to death. Um, I haven't seen some of a lot, most of them since two thousand seven. Long story short, my low is I ended up at the same Waffle House within a four, twelve to fourteen hour period. I mean, it, yeah, I, I was really excited to twice, twice in twelve yeah. or fourteen. Like I hours. went there, I went there when I was hungover, and I got whatever like their biggest combo platter is, which is like the eggs and the uh, the toast and you got the hash browns, the right? sausage. I actually subbed out the hash browns for grits. <gasps> round one, round two, I got I got okay. the hash browns. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, I did I did a thing. Okay, it's fine. All right. Um, oh yeah, you had two chances. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Which um, is one too many in one day, it's, right? It, um, I don't know. I mean, so at the time, and, and to to my friend's credit. My buddy Jason was like, "Hey, I really want you to go check out check out this diner." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, we're we're definitely gonna go." And then I woke up at noon after the first night, and I was like, "Oh yeah, we're we're not making it to that diner." Oh, I thought you were gonna say you got to check out this diner. It's called Waffle House. No, no, no. <laughs> to his credit, he was recommending. Like, he had some an actual good, recommendation yes, of because because they, they all got listen it. they all listen to the podcast. And they knew I do the whole food thing, and um, they were you know throwing out suggestions and. Long story short, we went out. We had way too much fun every night. We haven't seen each other in years. We mm -hmm. probably got overexcited, didn't eat much, ended up drinking a lot. So that was my low. My my high is also attached to Waffle House because my favorite memory of a very, very, very quick weekend, um, it, like you had the one of those weekends where it goes by so fast, like you look back on it, you're like, was I even there? You ever do that? Like you go somewhere for a weekend you and you look back on it and like your life is back to normal. And anyways, mm -hmm. I had that moment today, which kind of made me sad. But my favorite moment from the weekend was we were all at Waffle Houses round two. And at this point, the whole, the whole crew was with us and it was four in the morning or so. And um, we were just sitting around a table and we're all just talking and like laughing and having the best fucking time, just talking shit to each other, making fun of everything around us. We're all eating. And it's like, 
you have, and this time you got the hash browns. And I got the hash browns, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I've had the grits. Let me let me let me sub this out. And it's just one of those things where you you know people will be in your lives forever because oh, it's a soft special moment. No, it no, it really is. I'm not making fun. It is. Yeah. It's like a really sweet. Well, you know they will be in your lives forever because it doesn't matter how long you haven't seen them. The second that you see them and you spend time with them you felt like you hung out with them the week before. Yeah. And friends like that are great where you can just pick right up. Exactly. And it was never, it was never a thought or a concern. It was like, as soon as I went there or as I was driving, I'm like, this is not, it's not going to be like a weird thing. Where like we're reacclimating. No, it was right back into it. Like we never left. And I, I hope we do it more moving forward. I'm maybe I'm next time you will. do it. I have a challenge for you. Yes, please eat at, more different restaurants. I will, I will try. The thing is, is <laughs> especially that, if you're going to keep doing yeah, a podcast, here, it's about food. Yeah, here's like yes. in one day I went to oh, Waffle House twice. Uh, yeah. Well, here's the thing. And, uh, this is the sentimental shit aside. They are all, um, degenerates like myself to varying degrees. So we all like to drink a lot. So we all Look, we let do me the be typical clear. sailor thing and I'm we not, all went out and we got just we had a good time. I'm not saying anything about <laughs> Waffle House in itself. Yes. No, I love Waffle House. I'm just Waffle saying, House, switch it up. Fucking clearly, I love Waffle yeah, House. Yeah, just switch it up. But yes. No, and and to your point, I did try to eat at, um, I did try to go to some places. My friends gave me plenty of options, and we ended up just drinking the whole time and hanging out, and it's oh, all poor, good. Poor I, planning. I, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I also kind of knew what happened, but you know what? It's all good. We'll. I'll see them again. Hopefully not have to wait 14 years until next time. So there you go. Okay. So I think the challenge for us next week in the podcast, I think we're each going to hopefully have a separate high and low. Yes. And none of them are going to be Waffle House stories. Yeah. I do love me a Waffle House though. Well, you are going out of town again. You are going When this podcast comes out, I will be in Colorado. And I will be starting, and I hate being this person, but I will be starting the, it's my birthday week. Oh when yeah. When this podcast comes out. Oh yeah. Did so, you like my birthday recommendation on Instagram, by the way? You didn't even text me about it. I thought it was so clever. You were like, where should I go for my birthday? And yeah. then I said, you should go yeah. to, I said, you should go to domiciles on Chicago <laughs> Populous. I heard they have great hoagies. <laughs> I was. I laughed about it, but by the time I read it, I didn't think it was an appropriate oh, time to be man. texting anybody. I have a weird, like, internal body clock, and I'm awake at weird hours. Dude, I sleep with my phone on silent, and it's face down. You could te- you can oh, text me whenever okay. you want. So right. I talk to you probably more than anybody now. I mean, honestly. So I mean, it's all research. It's all yes. prep for the pod. I thought that was a really funny thing. In fact, it when, was I, when funny. I sent, I told people I was like, "Oh, look what I, I sent. This is hilarious." <laughs> And they were like, oh, yeah, that's really good, man. And they never replied. And I was like, I'm did sorry. you not read it? It what was the good. Fuck? I just read it a weird time yeah. and ADD forgot to yeah. respond at a normal hour. Yeah. If anybody understands ADD, it's me, I guess. But yeah, there's going to be like dinners and celebrations and things. And I'm also going to a wedding this weekend. So I have to ask you then. Uh, we're both doing wedding things. We had hair things today. We got wedding things coming up. Oh, my God. Twinsies. Twin, we're twinning. <laughs> we're twinning hard as fuck right now. Oh, wait, I have to ask you then. Um, out of all of your birthday week plans, what's the number one place you're excited for? And I'm making you pick one place you're the most excited for. Oh, well, now you're putting me on the spot because I, am putting I you haven't on the spot. actually made the final decision. Because you know what? People no, that- I haven't made the dinner reservation yet. So. Oh, what? Okay, so give me your number one spot. I've been that- working on it. After I posted that thing on my you're Instagram You're making like story. a running list. Anyway, yeah, I, the I reason have why- so many. I screenshotted them all. I appreciate okay. all the recommendations, even yes. domiciles on Chicago. Domiciles on Chicago Populous. They yeah. have great hoagies. Yeah, the hoagies. <laughs> That's not actually going to be where I go. No, well, the reason why I'm also asking is because there's a lot of people 
that, you know, will, will listen to the podcast that, you know, may have never been to New Orleans or if they have, they're not that familiar with it. So they probably want to know where I can have a nice celebratory meal for whatever reason, birthday, well, anniversary. Well, then you have to listen to the next episode and find out what I picked. I'm going to have to listen to it. And you're going to have to tell me because I don't even know where you're going. You need to, you need to well, commit. That's because I don't either. Do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You need On to that note, why don't we wrap up episode six and yep. I'm going to go make my little reservations <laughs> now because I do feel a little bit concerned. Okay. I'm Memorial Day weekend is going to uh, be busy okay. in New Orleans. Yeah. It, the city is starting to pick up, which is a very good thing to see. So. I'll this has been episode six, my dude. Yep, we did it. You can find us on social media if you have issues with anything we talked about in this and you want to prove us wrong or you want to comment. We are at PTE pod on social media. Yep. Please um, remember to subscribe and uh, on Apple podcast rate and review. Apparently that helps out a lot. It's what we're told. So. Yeah, we're just we're trying to make it. <laughs> so we will talk to you next week. Come back for seconds. 